It is declared in song, How great thou art! Let us see God's greatness for His glory in our lives. That's the best way to live. Psalm 19 is just ahead on the International Gospel Hour. Stay tuned. On Jordan's thorny banks I stand. Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. For almost 90 years, Churches of Christ have proclaimed God's Word through International Gospel Hour. You are about to listen to another Bible-based lesson with Jeff Archie of International Gospel Hour, starting now. I am bound for the promised land. Thank you to our J-Web and greetings to all of you. Thank you for being with us today for our very special study from the International Gospel Hour. I want to share with you a story I read of one individual by the name of Carl Boborg, who was walking one summer evening in Sweden when a thunderstorm popped up suddenly with fierce winds. When the storm quickly passed, the story says that Carl wrote about the experience, and his words were first published in a Swedish magazine on March 13, 1886. Now, over the years, the words were translated in both German and Russian, and in the 1920s, an English missionary by the name of Stuart K. Hine discovered the Russian text, and he translated it into English. Carl's song in his writing was called, O Store Good, meaning, Almighty God, but friends, we know it as that beautiful hymn, How Great Thou Art. Oh, that hymn. God's power, the beauty of His creation, the giving of His Son, the day He will come and take me home, yes, what joy shall fill my heart. But you know, before Mr. Boborg wrote that, the inspired author David praises Jehovah's work in his word in Psalm 19, a psalm of proclamation, praise, and prayer. You see, this psalm presents God's twofold revelation of Himself. He revealed Himself through His creation and His revelation. So today, how great Thou art, we're going to discuss the greatness of God. But first, before we begin our study, we always pause with a few words about our work at International Gospel Hour. For our newer listeners, here's a little bit of background of our work and what we are about. Here is our J-Webb. Since 1934, the International Gospel Hour has been heard over the radio, and to God be the glory. We are blessed to remain on the air through gracious giving of congregations of Churches of Christ, faithful Christians, and devoted friends. That's why you will never hear us asking for money from you, our listeners. Our offers of material and study aids are absolutely free. We want you to grow in the knowledge of the Word of God. Thank you always for listening. And friends, we would love to hear from you if you'd like to write us. P.O. Box 118, Fayetteville, Tennessee, 37334. That's the International Gospel Hour, P.O. Box 118, Fayetteville, Tennessee, 37334. From Psalm 19, let's talk about the greatness of God in His creation. The first six verses, if you will. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows His handiwork. Day unto day utters speech, and night unto night reveals knowledge. 
There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. Their line has gone out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. In them he has set a tabernacle for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. Its rising is from one end of heaven, and its circuit to the other end, and there is nothing hidden from its heat. Oh, dear friends, the heavens declare. You see, they tell it. They calculate it. You know, when we recall Psalm 66 and verse 16 of the heavens, the lofty sky, we figure it over and over. It's a steady declaration of the glory of God. The heavens declare the glory of God, the firmament or the expanse the sky above shows or proclaims His handiwork. Day unto day pours forth speech and knowledge. You see, friends, the Hebrew writer told us in Hebrews 11.3 that by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible, affirming his creation. Words are not expressed, but the power of creation is expressed from verses 3 and 4. A beautiful parallel of the bridegroom coming out of his chamber and rejoices like a strong man to run its race. You know, I think about the bridegroom coming forth in Matthew 25 of the parable of the foolish virgins, how the bridegroom would come forth. That's the moment they would prepare for. Those foolish virgins were not prepared. But the thought of a bridegroom coming out of his chamber, it's time, let's join the wedding party. The strong man or the champion is impressive because of his preparation. He's ready to run the race. He's done his part. The massiveness of the sun, the creation of God, the complexity is amazing and powerful. Rising from one end of heaven, the circuit to the other end. How beautiful. Kenneth E. Ratcliffe, in his lecture, God's Work, In Studies of the Psalms, a lectureship from Bristol, Tennessee, over 20 years ago, stated the following, This earth and the universe cry out to us that there is a Creator whose power, wisdom, unity, love of beauty, and goodness far exceeds anything that man can imagine. How great thou art, God, the greatness of God in His creation. When we go to verses 7-11, through how about the greatness of the commandments of God? My good friend and fellow laborer, B.J. Clark, said it best. Creation can only take us so far. I've not known a tree to conduct a Bible study. So true. Now from that creation to His commandments, verses 7 through 10, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. It teaches. It directs. It's perfect that it can revive and restore the one that is converted. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. That testimony, the decrees, the statutes that we teach, is sure, it makes the simple wise. Those that will listen will grow and change from it. In verse 8, the statutes of the Lord are right. Those precepts and instructions, they are right. They rejoice the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. That appointed word is without wax. It's pure. It's just it's just pure and brings forth and enlightens the eyes. First John one five through six. God is light, in him is no darkness. 
Verse 9 speaks of the fear of the Lord, that it is clean, enduring forever. Oh, that's a beautiful thought. Then the judgments or the ordinances of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. In Matthew 24 and verse 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but his words will not. In 1 Peter 1 and verse 25, we're taught of how those words will redeem us. It teaches us the word of the Lord will endure us forever, or endures forever, rather. When you wrap up all this description in verses 7 through 9, More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned. And in keeping them, there is great reward. Dear friends, how beautiful it is. And when we think about the word of the Lord, dear friends, might we encourage you with a wonderful online Bible study that is available absolutely free through our friends at World Bible School. I tell you what, let me pause here. I'll be back in about 30 seconds, but here's our J-Webb with the information. Our friends at World Bible School have a wonderful online Bible study available, and it is free. That's right, it's free. Please visit worldbibleschool.org and register. You will be provided a study helper who can answer questions and provide feedback for your lessons. Please sign up today. That's the free online study at worldbibleschool.org. And now, friends, let's consider the greatness of the cleansing of God. How great He is with His creation, His commandments, and His cleansing. Verses 12 and 13 of Psalm 19. Who can understand His errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless, and I shall be innocent of great transgression." The secret faults there, a sin in ignorance or an unconscious sin. But in Job 6.24, teach me and I will hold my tongue and cause me to understand wherein I have erred. You see, dear friends, we can have those secret faults that we may not be aware, but when we are aware, then we wish not to do them. And God, through His Word, instructs us. Verse 13, to keep back your servant from those presumptuous sins, sins with our awareness of knowing they're willing and they're deliberate. Do not allow them to have dominion or to have a dominion or to be dominant in our lives. For example, David knew committing adultery and having Uriah killed was wrong, but he did it anyway. God will cleanse and he has provided through Christ in whom we believe him, We repent of our sins as He is commanded. We confess Him as He is commanded. We're baptized into Christ as He is commanded for our sins to be washed away, Acts 22, 16. Dear friends, when we see God's greatness in His creation, His commandments, and His cleansing, well, let us then apply the end of this wonderful psalm, Psalm 19. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer, Psalm 19.14. What a wonderful thought that through His creation, His commandments, and His cleansing, that our words and our meditations will be acceptable in God's sight. He will be our strength and our Redeemer. Dear friends, we appreciate you joining us today. 
If we can be of help to you, please call us at 1-855-444-6988 or write us at P.O. Box 118, Fayetteville, Tennessee, 37334. We would love to hear from you. And we'll continue our studies together another time, shall we? Thank you for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour radio broadcast. I'm Jeff Archie and friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. To God goes all the glory. And we hope that our study today will draw you closer to His Word to walk in His way. To listen to it again or other broadcasts, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com. God be with you.